0: Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're also on Dash Radio on a Nothing But Net channel. That's every single weeknight at 7 p.m. Also, check out the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Subscribe for free before floor an hour before every game. Post up 5 R. Hour- as soon as the game ends, Royal Shepherd hosts that one. sports.com spell that one out. Brady Hawk with the latest takeaways. As soon as the buzzer sounds, we do not have a paywall. And also check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. That includes something for endurance athletes, particularly if you're a distance runner, but any type of endurance athlete. It's called Solis, and you can find it at GetSolis.com. That's GetSolis.com. That's get S a l i s dot com. Athletes need electrolytes to stay stay hydrated and energized, especially in hot, humid environments. We live in one down here, even if it doesn't seem like it. The last week that will keep you from some of the dehydration, the fatigue, the muscle weakness. Salise, That's where you got to go. That's what you got to get. It's sugar-free. It has no artificial colors or flavors, and it's gentle on the stomach. So go to getsolis.com, getsolis.com and try it. You'll get 10% off if you use our code 5RSN. That's the number 5RSN, 10% off. They got a proprietary endurance release formula. It is the only hydration product designed to microdose a complete blend of five essential electrolytes over time. So again, it's getsolis.com the code 5RSN. And now from FTX Arena, tonight's episode.
1: Yikes. Uh, five on the floor. Ride for my dogs. Where is the thing? You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars. Rain, bubble frogs. Just like what said, You in trouble, y'all. Check the floor playing. Got a all bang. Y'all seen the block. Stop the one here. And Pat we trust, inspired, have the guts. we here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up.
0: Welcome to Five on the
1: Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA, featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network.
0: It's going back on five on the floor. Here's tonight's floor plan. You can follow me at Five Reasons Sports. You can follow Alex Toledo at Tropical Blanket. We are both at the arena. We just finished all the press conferences. We bombed out all the quotes on our Twitter handles and also on Instagram. The Miami Heat beat the Toronto Raptors 104 to 99 in the return of Bam Adebayo, the leading scorer tonight. Tyler Hero with 23. Jimmy Butler with 19 points, 10 rebounds, and 10 assists. For a triple double Gabe Vincent with 15 points as a spot starter for Kyle Lowry, who missed the game for personal reasons and out with 14 points and nine rebounds, a lot to get to tonight, a uh, significant victory against a team that's been playing pretty well, even though they really only played six guys tonight. Uh, they played six players at least 34 minutes tonight. Uh, Fred Van Vliet led Toronto in scoring with 22, but he was not particularly efficient. Pretty much all of his shots came from three. We're obviously going to get into Bam's return because it's significant. But th- this is why I think it's especially significant. Bam Adebayo, Alex, has returned to a different team than he left. The team he's returned to, when he left, we were wondering about their depth. How would they survive without him in the front court? But also, some of the backcourt pieces, some of the, the swing men. At that point, Kayla Martin had not become the type of player that Eric Spolstra was going to trust down the stretch of a game like he did today with huge plays. Gabe Vincent stepping in today with 15 points uh, and again, guarding up against Pascal Siakam at the end of the game. This is a different team than Bam left, and I think it poses interesting questions for Eric Spolstra going forward. On a night that Duncan Robinson returned to the starting lineup, as we expected, but only played 18 minutes, something else that we expected and different closing options pj tucker with a big shot at the end on the pass from pete from uh, jimmy Butler.
1: i mean you're 100 right one where we spent you know all this time before the season started questioning the death wondering if they were going to have enough as they like to say in the locker room uh to compete with some of the best teams and and go along with your top level talent obviously Not only do you have more top-level talent now, because Tyler has taken that step into just, you know, he's just a much better player than he has been the past couple of seasons. But now you talk about Gabe Vincent, Caleb Martin, Max Strews. You saw what Omer Yurtsevin gave you in in the time that he was playing. This team, without Victor Oladipo, is 12 deep. So that's kind of, I mean... It's a really nice luxury to have. And I just think it took a lot of pressure off of Bam tonight to kind of have a big game in, in his return. I think this is a, a, a team that has, he's historically struggled against with all the type of uh, you know six nine type of guys that got out there. He struggled against OG whenever he switched on to him in the past. And he looked rusty as far as, as being a scorer, but he still got to the line seven times. He still gave you some rebounds. Obviously, he was giving you high-level defense. He had an incredible block uh, there in the second half. And, you know, I think he'll work out through the rust there. But the fact of the matter is what you're alluding to is like the pressure is not on Bam to have to be and perform like their second best player every game. Like they're going to get performances out of guys. It doesn't even matter who at every game at this point. So I feel like taking some of that pressure off of Bam is only going to help him because it's like you can feel better about the guys around you and he can just focus on, you know, doing what he needs to do.
0: Yeah. It's a balance because I talked when we did the episode uh, with Greg and Brady, when I did the episode with Greg and Brady about Bam's return, I got into the idea that I didn't want Bam to just try to fit in. Right. Because you, for this team to take the real jump that they need to take to win a championship, he has to be aggressive. They have to play through him a lot, but I do think, and Greg has kind of walked me back off the ledge off that a little bit, because I do think for the time being it's okay for him to got get a feel for it. I, I think what we saw tonight was some rust. He was 4 of 12 from the field, but also he did look towards the basket at times that he needed to, particularly as the game went on. We did see the defense from the very beginning. We knew that that would come back immediately. I, I don't want him to be a secondary player on this team. That's not, again, how they win a title. You saw all the other four best teams in the East lost tonight, which put the, the heat in the Uh, basically first place. I mean, they're tied with Chicago percentage points behind, but they have the tiebreaker because they have the head to head matchup. So this is a team that can legitimately gun for the number one seed. Durant is out for weeks. Levine is still out for weeks, right? Uh, We see that Kyrie is not going to get the shot. It doesn't appear like, right? Milwaukee doesn't have Brooke Lopez back yet. There is a real opportunity. Simmons hasn't been traded yet. There's a real opportunity for Miami to jump up to that number one seed. And they have tiebreakers against most of those teams. But if they're going to win big in the playoffs, they're going to need huge BAM nights offensively as well as defensively. But I think, again, what we saw tonight is they have enough guys to pick them up at certain parts of the game. uh, We're going to go through these kind of one by one, and we'll do them quickly. But Tyler Hero tonight, uh, I thought this was a real growth game for Tyler. And we were talking about it on Press Row because you mentioned he struggles typically against length. And I asked Eric Spolster about that and Spolster talked more about the length, which obviously we acknowledge that the Raptors, probably the longest team in the entire NBA, right? Especially with the guys that they were playing tonight, but it's not just that it's just making all the right reads. But tonight, eight of 16, getting to his spots. He was a plus six on the game. He had 23. All of these players have grown in Bam's absence. And, and that's not because Bam did anything wrong. It's just because they had to, and we've seen that from Tyler. I thought, again, to focus a little bit more on Tyler before we move to a couple of the other guys, I just thought he was he was really, really good tonight.
1: He was awesome. Uh, I actually thought it was interesting he didn't speak after the game because usually they'll bring up the three guys who kind of played the best. And uh, they brought up Gabe, uh, Bam, and Jimmy. They all played. You know, they all had big games. Obviously, Bam was returning. You had to hear him speak. But Tyler had such an awesome game. I love what we saw from him on both ends of the floor. Like, he was really confident. Getting into his shots, it didn't—it didn't even matter the length that was guarding him all night. It was just relentless. I love the way that he always kind of has like the his moves thought out as he's doing it. I, I watching him play and flow through a game has just become so enjoyable. Like I feel like before he he would rely a lot on on the screening and the big man and the pick and roll game to kind of work uh, exactly how he wants it, so he could get into his shots. Now he's getting into different types of shots, different types of spots different types of shot clock situations. And you're talking about growth. Tyler is is a huge part of this growth that we're talking about with the, the, the team overall. Like he was playing great with Bam and with the team healthy. And then with Bam and then Jimmy out, he took another step where it's like, okay, I'm taking on a bigger load, a bigger uh, scoring and playmaking load and got better. And now like guys are coming back. He's finishing at the rim against length. He's getting it to his jumper whenever he wants. I thought he played pretty great defense for like for his standard and for what he needs to do. Like he is just so perfectly placed and he's doing it against all types of defenders. It's just incredible to see Tyler and the growth that's happened so quickly, even throughout this season.
0: And the dunk, of course, which, I mean, shows the athleticism, the strength and the legs from the offseason. Matt Cruz has already posted it on his Instagram. I, I think the other thing about Tyler, is you mentioned, the finishing against Lance, his ability to finish to to change hands, uh, not just change direction, but but change hands, use both hands uh, to keep the ball away from defenders. It, it, it's a it's a skill set that obviously look, he has to overcome what is not elite athleticism. So it's really a skill proposition here and, and he uses
1: the short arms to his advantage. And that's how he can finish with both hands. That's
0: I, yeah, That's an inside joke. But yeah, I, I, I think that when you look at it too, and comparing anybody to Dwayne Wade, especially on Dwayne's 40th birthday is, is risky, but Dwayne late career Dwayne was not the athlete that early career Dwayne was, and he had to find other ways to finish. And he did that with kind of an old man game that it seems like Tyler Hero has started to develop a little bit, even at age 21, uh, which, which is again, picking your spots, understanding pace, understanding how to get to certain spots on the floor, finishing with both hands. I thought he was really, really good tonight. All right. I want to get to a a bunch more players, but what I really want to focus on as we go forward here is what Eric Spolcher did tonight, as opposed to what Nick nurse did tonight, and whether or not this is a sustainable strategy going forward, because I think that it is. Before we do, I want to tell you about another sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network. This is our daily fantasy partner. You can find them at prizepicks.com. Use the code 5 F-I-V-E. You'll get your initial deposit match. So you deposit $100. Bucks, they'll give you up to $100 to play with. You don't have to play it all at once. You can play 20 25 30 whatever it is that you want to play. And of course, you can play more than just the NBA. You can play the NFL playoffs. It's so all game tonight, but there'll be more coming up this weekend and the NHL and more. The Panthers pretty much go over on all their goal scores lately. Go to prizepicks.com You can mix sports. This is not something you do with the other fantasy apps. Use the code 5 F I V E again, get your deposit matched and play our daily fantasy partner tonight. And part of this was the Raptors didn't have everybody. One of which is Gary Trent Jr. is one of their better spacers. Um, I thought that changed the way that the Toronto played a little bit, but they basically played six guys. Nick Nurse, who has been a coach of the year, played six guys. He played Ananobi, Siakam, Achua, uh, Precious, Achua. I, you know you know what? He was here, and I still can't pronounce his name correctly. Uh, Scotty Barnes, who had a vicious dunk, of course, with Caleb. and tried to block. Uh, Fred Van Vliet and Chris Boucher. And then I, I can't even pronounce his name either, but Justin Champagne or what? He played nine minutes. Okay. So this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So They played six guys between 34 and 42 minutes tonight with Siakam getting 42 minutes. The Heat played nine. All nine of those guys got at least 16 minutes, starting with Dwayne Dedman uh, getting 16 and Duncan getting 18. And Obviously with Kyle Lowry out, there would have been a 10th. Here's my question for you. We have talked all the time about how Eric Spolstra likes to shorten the rotation in the playoffs. He likes to go basically down to nine in the regular season and essentially down to eight in the playoffs, maybe even seven and a half, right. In terms of how much he trusts. I don't know if that's the way to go with this team. And, 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 you know, we talk about Lowry getting back. Gabe Vincent needs to play and and part of it is just who is more comfortable with who out there. We talk about Tyler Hero. I like Tyler Hero coming off the bench with Gabe Vincent because then Tyler can play two guard. He doesn't have to play point guard. You don't necessarily have to stagger as much. You don't have to play Lowry all those minutes just to get Hero off the ball. Do you think this is a team because this feels to me this is before your generation but the Arkansas Nolan Richardson 40 minutes of hell, they are, they, they would roll out 11 guys. Okay. Like waves. This is a team that could do that. And tonight Jimmy Butler played 36 minutes. That's a palatable amount of time. Right. And he was able to close the game. He rejected the screen. He made the pass to to PJ Tucker. He finished with a triple double. Do you think this is a team that Eric Spolcher should be rolling even 10 consistently? And then at least nine in the playoffs.
1: I think, this Heat team is more built to be that way than any Heat team I've watched, right? I think, like I said earlier, they're 12 deep right now, not including whatever Victor Oladipo is going to be when he comes back. And and like I said to you before the show, I just expect him... Like, I'm thinking 13 deep because I, I thought he was solid for them last year playing hurt. So frankly, my expectations are that Oladipo will be a pretty decent player when he comes back. And that's not even a part of this conversation, really, because just 12 by itself is enough to handle when you're talking about uh, Spolster and having to handle these rotations. Like, Gabe is somebody who has thrown himself into this conversation as well. Of like, how do you bench him when the team is healthy again? I think we, we've all felt that way about Caleb. I think we've all felt that way about Max Struess, whether you're talking about him as a starter or a bench player. And then, obviously, people felt that way about Omer during his stretch there. I just think, like, it's it's a testament to the type of depth they have, where it's like, these guys are legitimate Rotation players. And I don't think we could have said that about any of these guys that I just mentioned before the season started. All of a sudden, you feel good about all four of them, right? And the thing with Vincent is like I feel like he could play, like you said, with Hero. Uh, you mentioned his his connection on the floor with Lowry. I thought he 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 can play next to Jimmy just fine. Obviously, they ended the game off that combo there. Uh, and his screen setting for Jimmy. I just think what they have is special and absolutely I'm with it. I, I think they should take advantage and play more guys than not, especially when you're talking about playing older guys up top like Jimmy, P.J., Kyle, you obviously are playing Deadman. Like, there's vets in there who could use the break during the regular season. You're trying to kind of rev them up for the playoffs so they could have all the energy there. I think this is a perfect team and a perfect type of season with everything going on uh, to take advantage of. I think they could go 11 deep if they wanted to. You see teams like the Warriors and Grizzlies doing that. Spo is not going to do that. I, I think getting past nine, I mean, getting to 10 is, is is already a lot for Spo. I do think this team is Perfectly set out to do that and the way he talked about it tonight kind of confirmed it because he's like, oh, you know, we have a lot of death, but we're going to go about it as the matchups come we're going to go about it as we see fit and I think that's kind of be
0: the that's kind of gonna kind of be the theme of the season going forward. Well, he even said that he considered putting Omar in, although I don't really know where the opportunity was because. He played, yeah, he played Deadman uh, 16 minutes behind. I mean, basically he split the minutes. He split the center minutes between Bam and Deadman. And, and that's the other point here. Like every time people say, okay, O'Mare should play. I mean, Dwayne Deadman didn't do anything during his time playing to warrant him being taken out of the rotation. Like we we have not said at any point this year, wow, they got to upgrade from Deadman. I mean, he's been fine. And tonight I thought he had a really good stint, 16 minutes, uh, eight points, nine rebounds. Now, look, the the raw numbers for all may look higher, but still you're getting nine rebounds (laughs) in 16 minutes. I mean, you will take that rebound rate, but also they out rebounded three blocks blocks, and they out rebounded, like I said, a long athletic team, 49 to 45 tonight, when most of the game, they were smaller at most positions. And so this idea again, that they need to, you know, because PJ Tucker is not a big rebounder on his own, but PJ Tucker creates rebounds for others. We've discussed that all year. There really isn't anybody that you just say, okay, you've got to take him out of the rotation. There's one guy that everybody keeps focusing on, and we're going to get to it after the break because I thought what was interesting tonight, because pretty much Eric Spolster did exactly what we we said that he was going to do. Before we do, we want to tell you about one more sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network, and that's our friend. I ran into him today over in the 100 level, over at 106. Uh, Mark Brown, you can find him at markbrownpa.com. That's M-A-R-C, brownpa.com. This is where you want to go if you need an estate plan. Okay, this is the guy you sit down with. I actually just did this with him a couple of weeks ago. He does a really, really thorough job. He makes sure everything is in order for you. He's also got a title company right there in-house. So look, if you've got real estate that you 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 don't know what's going to happen to it, something happens to you, You make sure you reach out to Mark and he will take care of it. He also, because of that title company, can get your closing done for you and he'll do a terrific job for that for you with that as well. I've also gone to him for that. So this is MarkBrownPA.com. Again, that's M-A-R-C, BrownPA.com. Mention five reasons. Mention five reasons. uh, And he'll take extra special care of you with taking care of your closing. But either way, check him out. He's right there in North Lauderdale, just north of Cypress Creek Boulevard off of Andrews Avenue. All right. Let's uh, let's address it. Cause we have to Duncan Robinson was put back in the starting lineup tonight. He played 18 minutes. Uh, he made two of his five threes. That's 40%. That's about what Duncan is as a three point shooter, three of six overall. I thought his defense was good early three steals tonight for Duncan. So it did show up in the stat sheet. Sometimes it always doesn't always show up, but it did had three rebounds in 17 minutes. He was a plus two in his minutes tonight, eight points. He wasn't a negative factor for you at home, which he has been at times this season, no question about it. On the road, he's been better than at home. But even with that, even with that, and even with the fact that Struess did not perform particularly well tonight in terms of his shooting, was two of eight overall, two of six uh, from three, Struess got 29 minutes and Duncan got 18. So the split still happened even with Duncan starting we've kind of telegraphed this. We said Duncan would come back in the starting lineup when Bam was back. Right. But that, that didn't necessarily mean he was going to play more than the two stints a game starter in the first half starter in the second half. We've seen supposed do that with other players. Is this where Duncan Robinson is right now? He's basically, he's a starter kind of a name only. He's not a closer. He'll be part of that group with Bam, but then he's either got to be really hot or they're going to go to other guys.
1: Pretty much, I think that's about it. Like, I don't know if we're gonna see this little playing time every night. Like for like what you said, for example, Max Strus just getting 11 more minutes than him tonight, despite not shooting well. I just thought it's interesting because we've seen more and more of Strus getting uh, more playing time than Duncan over the past few weeks, and so obviously you, you see that Spo appreciates what Max brings to the floor, and it's not just about the the shooting numbers for him. And by the way, I will say the handoff stuff the comparison between Struess and duncan Struess will always launch the shot like duncan if he sees a guy is draped all over him he will not and i'm not saying that's some like great positive by the way because Struess took a couple of them tonight where (laughs) like og ananobi was all over him and he still decided to take it i I know they're telling him to launch but that's just an observation for me but in general like that's what I've been trying to say this whole time is this luxury you have with Duncan Robinson. The past couple of seasons, you've depended on the shooting and spacing so much to create for everybody else because of the lack in creation and shooting you had elsewhere. And now it's like the inverse. You have so much that you can depend on that you don't need to depend on Duncan. When he's having his, you know, you know one of his nights, you leave him in the game. You, you play him more. When he's not playing as well, you take him out. And even nights nice, like tonight where he wasn't bad, he, it's, it's just going to happen that way. When you have 11 or 12 guys that you really think should play. And then when you talk about just the specific basketball reasons, like a lot of these other guys who are getting more playing time than him, specifically Gabe Vincent and Max Bruce, I mean, sorry, specifically Gabe Vincent and Caleb Martin are just in- incredibly superior defenders. So it's like, you've got all these different options of types of players. And I think Spo loves having this and his advantage. Cause obviously it's tough to try-, try to balance out playing all these guys, but it feels like he can almost always have his choice of what mix to throw out there and not worry. Okay we need to get Duncan going or else this offense is going to look ugly. So I just think it's actually at a really nice place right now for Duncan because the pressure isn't always on him to score. Like they can win without him.
0: They can win without him. Um, Obviously fans are going to focus on the contract and going to focus on what else you can add and what piece is necessary. I, I do think the comfort level with Bam and Duncan comes across. Duncan looked different. In terms of his demeanor tonight i did notice though also jimmy was in his ear a few times we talked about this we were watching this and it, it looked like again <laughs> there was a frustration level with jimmy towards duncan i don't it's hard again when you're not on the court to really read it and duncan was kind of nodding and and going with it um i still think there are kinks to be worked out here but the bam duncan thing there is that comfort and, and so i think spolster is going to stay with that for a little while but he didn't say tonight it was permanent. He said after the game, Spolster said, I want to see what this group looks like. He did say about getting Kyle back. And I think this is a two to three week trial period with a starting of He says, and we'll start from here. And that means putting Lowry back in for Vincent with Butler and Tucker and out and Robinson and then building from that and then kind of deciding, do we going to play? We're going to play four off the bench. Are we going to play five off the bench? Is it four and a half? Is it matchup dictated? Is it dictated based on the score of the game and the circumstance at the end of the game? At the end of the game, we talked about this too. Last couple of minutes, right? He was going with Strews. Well, finally, we were like, okay, this isn't working with Max out there with this group. They got to get Caleb or Gabe in. He put Gabe back in and we saw Gabe guard up. We saw Gabe set the screen. We saw him do some things. So there are going to be, there may be situations where guys when we get closer to the playoffs or in the playoffs, where guys only play a few minutes, but they're critical minutes and they may be minutes again, crunch time minutes for players who didn't play much early in the game. This is a different kind of roster. And I think one of the conversations we will have going forward and we'll bring Greg into this, is this the deepest team that we've seen the heat have because this is a different kind of circumstance. There, there was a, it was a deep team with the big three, but there were some veterans kind of on their last legs and you knew you didn't want to play them a whole lot. This team, these are young guys who want to play. They want the moment. And I, I think in some ways that's terrific. And in other ways, it's going to be an interesting balancing act for SPO. All right. For Alex Salido, I'm Ethan Lake, Again, check out markbrownpa.com. I forgot to mention the phone number earlier. It's 954-566-5678. It's 954-566-5678. Again, markbrownpa.com. Go to prizepix.com. Use that code 5 and get Salise for all of your endurance products. Get celise.com. Use the code 5RSN for 10% off. Have a good night. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network.